I always want to do that on the side of the camera. <laughs> hey, y'all, it's Pastor Greg here. With uh, You don't get to see Billy Dean a whole lot. This is Brother Bill Dollar, Deacon hey. here at First Baptist Church. Hey, how's everybody doing? want to come and welcome you to Celebrate Recovery Podcast, four mics, 13 teeth, one ankle monitor. Somebody asked us one time, why do we name it that? Let me give you, I'm telling you in about five seconds. That's when right. Brother Bill first started the podcast, he had a group of men through our Celebrate Recovery, and if you put them all together, we had four mics back then, they had 13 teeth, and one of them had an ankle monitor. So that, <laughs> so we was talking about, how are we going to name this? Let's come up with a funny name. Well, they come up with a funny name. Now, thanks be to God. I think we got 28 teeth now, and nobody's on ankle. Is anybody on ankle monitor? Not right now. Not right now. But hey, the day's still young. That's right. That's right. Once again, this is Podcast Celebrate Recovery, Ministry of First Baptist Church of Hogansville. You can find us on Facebook, Apple, Anchor, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Connect, Google Podcast, and Radio Public. And we appreciate you being here with us today. We're going to talk about a continuation of something we talked about a few weeks ago. We have two, two evening services. Go ahead. You held your finger up, my man. We got Laurel and Hardy on here with us today. We're going we to work it out. That's right. On Tuesday nights, we have two Bible studies here. One's for the women, one's for the men. And on our Tuesday night Bible study, Brother Bill's the teacher of that class, actually. He's going through experiencing God. And a few weeks ago, it come up about making adjustments in your life to follow the will of God. You remember? Uh, yes, that's, that's been a huge book for us, I believe. Yeah, because you say it... Um, you say it's helped you out tremendously. Oh, it's, that, it's, that's your book. It's made me see things that I've never seen before. It made me adjust the way that I look at things. And the, the gist of the books is experience God in your life. When you start going to where God wants you to go, are you willing to make the adjustments that it's going to take to be obedient to God? Now, First Peter chapter 5, verse 8 says this, But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There's, there's a fallacy you hear in the Christian life, and it's called we have plateaued in growth. I don't find that anywhere in the Bible. Here's the two extremes I find in the Bible. We're either digressing or progressing. Years ago, we said like this, you're either growing or dying. There's no plateauing. It may not be a drastic change, but it is a change to where we've stepped away from the will of God and maybe don't have the passion for God we used to. That's not plateauing. That's digressing. I'm heading away from the Lord. So that's why Peter, the one of the last things Peter said in First Peter, he said, um, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So it's a, it's a growth, it's a effort that we got to make. So that's what he's talking about when he, in the Christian life. Now, of course, Celebrate Recovery in the podcast, we deal with addiction here. That's right. And some, whatever you, whatever the addiction is. Now, you can be addiction addicted to food. Food. Meth, alcohol, sugar, pornography, women, men, work, not working. <laughs> We're doing that pretty good. We, we didn't practice that. <laughs> oh, by the way, let me say something. We have a man on working with us today, Mr. Terry Smith. That's right. And uh, we uh, appreciate him helping us. So if you see a crossword puzzle or something come up on the screen, <laughs> y'all forgive us. <laughs> we just all doing the best we can. But we're talking about making. Uh, adjustments in our life. And one of the things Brother Bill brought up the other day, let's suppose somebody has an addiction to fishing. And they want they know their addiction to fishing. They got a boat in their yard. Oh, wait, that's my story. Let me oh, tell yeah, go ahead. All right. All right. Let's just suppose that you've got a boat there in the yard 
and your wife comes to you and she tells you, said, hey, look, uh, you know, you, you've got to get rid of that. It's either that boat or us. All right, you're going to make a decision. Lord, I'm going to miss her. <laughs> More than likely. <laughs> but otherwise. That's just joke, Amy Lynn. That's just joke. What you might be saying is, all right, I'll just put the boat up for the weekend. That's a minor sure. adjustment that we're going to make. Now, what we're trying to talk about today is, now, what kind of result am I going to get out of that? I'm going to get a minor result right. at best. Now, Pastor all of a sudden jumped in, and you said what? Won't you, sell, won't you sell the boat? Oh, my God. You sucked the wind out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, all of a sudden, you've got to make a – you're facing a huge adjustment in your life. Right, right. But what are the benefits of that huge adjustment? I don't have to worry about it anymore. Uh, hey, I might end up spending time with my wife and kids and yeah. might really like them. Sure. Uh, you might not like them. <laughs> and, and you might not. So you can make another adjustment in your <laughs> life later, later on. <laughs> But uh, this is what we're talking about is that most most of the things in our life, and, and we see this all, all the time when people come here to celebrate recovery, is they don't want to make any adjustment whatsoever in their life. And let me tell you what I tell the church here. And this is the truth. If I, could, if I could put anything to you, this is just bare bone truth. We do what we want to do. And that's exactly right. If you want to, get, if you want to beat addiction, you're going to beat addiction. If you want to get somewhere in life, you'll get somewhere in life. But it's going to take adjustment, not just making adjustments, sticking with those adjustments. Those one things you kept hammering. Anybody can, anybody can say, oh, I'm going to start being a better husband or a better father. Or I'm going to get off the pipe or I'm going to get to church or I'm going to go to work every day. But come Monday morning when that alarm clock's going off at 4 o'clock or 5 o'clock, you're going to start second guessing everything you've done because, oh, it, it, the price is too great. Well, here, here's the thing. Going to work is hard. Laying out of, church, laying out of work is hard. Paying your bills no, is hard. Not. Paying your bills is hard. You just got to choose your hard. Either you're going to be fat or be skinny, but you're going to choose your hard. It's what you want to do. Nothing worth in life is worth having. You got to work for it. You got to choose what you're going to work for. But it's very, very uncomfortable to make an adjustment in your life because usually it, coming from the addiction side, and you can tell, I'm coming from the addiction side uh, with uh, the pastor and I, and, and of course he's he's coming. More from the what would be the best way to say this? I don't know. You saying? What are you saying? <laughs> well, I don't know what he's saying. But he's saying his, I'm coming from some. His is more or less coming from the religious side. Would that be yeah, fair? Yeah, yeah, fine, fine. That would be that would be fair and saying. Yeah. So both of these meld together, though. Right. Um, he and I kind of bounce off each other, but you need both. And when you first. Uh, come out of addiction or starting to try to come out of addiction. People are trying to tell you what to do. Mm -hmm. You don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. But then all of a sudden you make one adjustment. And that one adjustment is, hey, I'm going to shut them up and I'm going to go to a meeting. Sure. One thing. That's it. I'm just going to do that one thing. But but then what happens, Pastor, if uh, you commit to that? Well, if you commit to that, then the next week you're going to go back to the meeting. And you'll start to figure out that you can get some help. Uh, exactly. Uh, you, you start. You know what? I've seen people. You, this is what somebody else say. I've seen people that's in worse shape than I am. They're doing great. I'm gonna take this one step at a time. Let me tell you a quick story, Bill. He's a man who was an alcoholic. He, I think he pickled his liver, but just stay with me. And for years and years and years, he just drunk and drunk and drunk. And but he went to work. See, back then, drunk and dope head went to work. Kind of, that's right. I, I, I don't that's know this. Right. New, I don't know this new <laughs> the new age. No, they don't. But. 
he, he got sober, and about a year after he got sober, his son come to him and said, Daddy, are you going to stay sober the rest of your life? He said, Son, I don't know. He said, but I promise you this, I'm going to stay sober for the rest of today, and I'm going to stay That's sober you. the rest of tomorrow. See, we won't ever think at one time. You don't get it all at one time. You didn't get here all at one time. You're not going to get victory over at one time. It's one day at a time. I'm not going to lose my temper today. There's a lot of people that's got a bad addiction to their temper. There's people got The doctor told me the greatest addiction today is sugar. Right. I can t- I can testify that. Let, go let, ahead. Let go me ahead. just interject on that. Yeah, sure, uh, sure. What you were saying about one day at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's a saying that I hated. I'm talking about my own personal life. I hated that saying just one day at a time. I wanted a quick fix. I wanted... I'm not sure what I wanted. My brain was still fried. So I hated that saying. But in reality, that is the way that I've lived my life. has been one day at a time mm-hmm. in recovery. And, and it's huge when, when you just start taking that one day at a time, that minor adjustment of, of the way I'm thinking, hey, I'm not going to quit forever. I'm just going to quit today. Right. And and just quitting today will get you through today. So th- that's a huge thing sure. to just say. And I'll tell you two things. Every day is a day of progress or digress. Exactly. You got today. Now, here's what I tell the church. You can't, there ain't but two days you can't serve God, tomorrow and yesterday. It's always more important what you are doing instead of what you plan on doing. I'm going to do something today. I don't know what I'm going to plan on doing tomorrow, but it's more important what I'm going to do right now and what I'm going to plan on doing tomorrow. So somebody says, you know what? I don't know. I, I, I've, got, I've got to be ready for the next five years. No, you don't. No, get no. through today. Get through the next hour. That, that's it. And um, remember this: an idle mind is the devil's workshop. He's going to weigh in on you, and we all have to make adjustments. I mean, maybe maybe you're not dealing with an illegal substance. Maybe you like me, and you just got married. Woo! And your wife comes in and starts that's throwing right. all your junk out. Well, that you got. And your wife starts throwing all your stuff out. It's like the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost moves in your life, starts cleaning everything up. My wife moved in, starts cleaning everything up. That's right. I go to look for something now, I think. It's been hanging there for five years. It stinks. It don't matter if it stinks. It's mine. It's like a dirty diaper. It's like a a dirty diaper is hard to change. Here's why. Somebody stays in a dirty diaper because here's what they say. It's warm and it's mine. That's what people say. It's like life. I ain't changing my life. It don't matter that it's not good for me. It's dirty and it's mine. But now we're talking about people that are tired. So you're not going to do anything until the pain gets unbearable and you just get tired of it. And so we're trying to. How long is that going to take, though? Well, no, that's up to the person. Uh, Exactly. Uh, You can can be in addiction for uh, a couple of weeks, a couple of months, 38 years. years. Yeah. Uh, You could be like me for 38 years. And it really comes down to. Hey, I am sick and tired of this. Right. And, and even then, you don't want to make that adjustment, though. No. And Brother Bill tells us, for instance, we fix go out here and celebrate recovery. We love everybody there. Everybody there right. has the same equal opportunity. We don't turn anybody away. That's right. We don't care where you're at. We don't care what's going on with you. Brother Bill says this. If the only thing you want to do is get off dope, this may be the wrong place for you because we're going to introduce you to Jesus Christ who makes all things new. That's right. We're not just trying to rehabilitate people. But here's what That's Brother right. Bill says. Uh dedicate yourself to adjustments. People going to come here. I'll be honest with you. It takes Brother Bill probably about a week or two to figure out if they're going to make it. Not because they got everything together. Most people will walk in and know where their stuff is. But you'll spend time with them, going to love them. If you send your kid, your husband, your wife here, we're going to love them, encourage them, do what we can to be a blessing to them. But we can help everybody. Who Here's who we can help. We can help people that won't help. We don't care if they walk in and got needles hanging out of their arms. We're here to help them. We really are. And the first thing we do is we're going to take them needles out. Well, some people don't want to take them out. 
That's right. They really make them too big. Too, they don't make those adjustments. So we help people right where they're at. Now, so just want to tell you something. Not everybody we talk to makes it. But the ones that do make it are tired, like Brother Bill said, are tired of where they're at and are ready to do what it takes for the next two weeks. But we don't worry about the next two weeks. What are you going to do today? That, that's right. Let's oh. take let's take let's take the needles out of your arm, stop the bleeding, and get you someplace if you need some help. And try to be helped to. So like one big thing we keep saying, make a commitment to the adjustments. And if you make a commitment to the adjustments, just say you're doing a small adjustment in your life and you stay committed to it. Well then after a period of time as you make that one, then all of a sudden, because of the people you're around and just say you start, all right, let's use the example of coming to Celebrate Recovery. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you start hanging around different people. All right, those people, because you made that small adjustment and you done started hanging around with them, then it's going to lead to other adjustments. Right. adjustments. So you stay committed to the first one. All of a sudden, you make another adjustment. You stay committed to it. And then it just keeps on evolving. And before long, uh, I'm coming up on 10 years clean uh, next Sunday, in fact. Praise the Lord. And it started with a minor adjustment I well now it was really a major adjustment if I look at it I was going to lead the church asked me to lead a celebrate recovery I would say that's a minor adjustment while I was still in addiction <laughs> hey welcome first Baptist. <laughs> but hey I was I was willing when I just saw the small words of uh, the ministry leader need to be in recovery himself yeah I was willing to make the adjustment that I was not going to drink today. All right, so I went from there, and it's just continued to grow. And, and the growth that you that I've had, uh, the the life that I've been able to live, to live is because of an adjustment, then another adjustment, yeah, then sure. added on to another adjustment. So I'm just telling you, <coughs> it's going to keep on growing, and you're you're not going to know where you're at right in a couple of years. And that's the probably the second thing. Right up next, that we do what we want to do. The second thing is we're not going to be what you, we decide to be. We're going to be what we decide to be around. Who we decide to be around. Tell you a story. I used to be involved with the reformers unanimous at another church in another county. What if you got a list? No, that's just my writing. But but I that's your talk. list, right? No, that's just stuff that we just. Is that talking. my list? No, that's my list. But we done talked through all that. <laughs> we're gonna do a podcast about how not do a podcast. But so I was in, I was in Reformers Unanimous. This man stood up and was testifying. Here's what he said. I'd heard his name before, and I heard his name because he said that at that point he had the biggest dope bust in that county we was living in at that uh, the county we were in at that time. They had police helicopters in front of the They busted him and his wife sitting in jail. He had a seven year old little girl put her in foster care. Welfare come got her. He said he was sitting in jail. He said. I hated my wife, I hated my life, I hated my kid, but I was worried about my kid. He said, I had all this money that took away from that fast. Right. He said, he, uh, they were just starting drug court. They wasn't up and running yet, but they had something else where he served about four years. They let him out on, not drug court, but something else, but he had to go to meetings. Right. So they said, where's it at? They said, you got all these of them, but you got reformers unanimous at this church, and they feed you. <laughs> He said, "Well, I'm cheap. Hallelujah. I'm on. I'm on go. I, 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 I got to get a signature." <laughs> so I went to reform. He said, he "Went to reformers unanimous." He said, "He stood up the first night." He said, "I hate everybody here. I don't want to be here. Don't y'all talk to me, and I don't care if I ever see you again. But I got to be here because they sent me back to jail, 
and I don't want to go to jail. Okay, that was three years before I got there. He stood up the night I was there, and I took somebody over there. He said, we're having a barbecue this coming Sunday, and I'm kind of leading it. He said, if you if you want to come, you come, I'll come get you. And I'm sitting thinking, his wife was there, that little girl was there, got his kid back. And I, so I had to go talk to him. He said, I hated myself. And because I didn't, I, I hated myself, I hated everybody else. I was ashamed. I was embarrassed. I done, got, they done busted, took my house. He said, I was homeless. He said, I got it. He said, I hated these people. But because of the state of Georgia, I had to keep right. coming back. And they keep, nobody messed with him. Uh, he went through the classes like we do here, got his signatures, started warming up the people. He said, they had a fish fry. He told his he told his wife they was back to talking. He said, "Let's go to that fish fry." He said, "They're gonna give us a signature." He went to the fish fry, helped them clean up. So, like Brother Bill said, everything just evolves. You keep hanging around the right people, you start doing the right thing. Well, all of a sudden, this guy's a part of the ministry and is actually one of the leaders inside the ministry. Uh, does and, go ahead. And then that just came from somebody that, even though court mandated, and see, that's the other thing is sometimes we don't make these right. The reason why we make the adjustments isn't our own reason. Sometimes sure. the reason why we make this adjustment is a court mandated thing. Yeah, I'm gonna go. To, I'm gonna go get do what they tell me to. do. I'm gonna be making license plates. That's you know, right. One and, of the two. and you know, believe it or not, some people will not go into drug court because they know they don't think they can make it. We've had a couple here that dropped out and went to prison. Yeah. because it, they said it was going to be easier. Yeah, exactly. I, I can't understand. that. I can't either. The, would, the, would you like to be sleeping in jail with a cell with another man? Now he's on top bunk. You on bottom? Would that be all right with See, you? See, he's saying things. He knows I got about four <laughs> jokes. But no, I would not answer your question right. But well, exactly. But I know that. But Bill's right. They come back and they say, you know what? I don't want to deal with the appointments. I don't want to deal with the test. I don't want to make an adjustment. I don't make an adjustment. It's easier for But basically, it's a sign of laziness. You don't know the truth about it. Exactly. But send me send me back to prison. I'm saying goodbye to my kids. Goodbye to the people that love me. And send me to prison. And, you know, they may love you in prison, too. I don't know. Right. Um, but... Make adjustments. So this guy become one of the tremendous ministry leaders over there, and just a nice guy. But he was a mean as a snake. I talked to the RU director. I said, "Tell me, he's oh my god, you hated to see him coming because there was always something wrong. He always wanted to criticize something and never liked anything until God saved him, and God saved him and changed him." So, you and I will both agree that the biggest adjustment that you, that you could ever make in your life, the the one that's going to bring about the biggest change is giving over your life to Christ. Oh, yeah, surrendering to him. And that's what we well, – see, we got to have right. control. Uh, and exactly, and we don't want to let Christ. But when we get to a, a point – and I, I know when I got to a point to where I finally turned – I started going to these meetings. You're talking about adjustment and, right. and how they lead to other things. Uh, I started going to these meetings uh, before we could open up one here. And at those meetings, they were always talking about Jesus. I mean, we had old men, young men. Old women, young women, black, white, Latino. We had all these, right. and they were talking about Jesus throughout the whole thing. And because I was around them, and then all of a sudden, it started becoming real to me. Right. You know, so that led to the biggest adjustment in my life is giving control of my life over to Christ. Sure. And I'm just telling you, the, the benefits that, and I'm not talking about material benefits, but we're just talking about. Peace, mm, joy oh, sure, that, sure. that we have in our life, a purpose that you would have in your life. It can come from that one thing, that one adjustment that you make in your life, and then staying committed to that one adjustment. Sure. But we're talking about adjustments, but what what have you think that we've – well, maybe you asked me that question because you've been talking a lot. What about commitments? <laughs> 
What do you mean by about commitments? What, what's the problem that, that we see with commitments? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Oh, I'm All glad right. you asked. All right. The, the problem with... Did with, you just speak in the fourth person? <laughs> Did you ask yourself a I, question? I, I, I got to do something to get some time in, okay? <laughs> I get paid around my mouth. My words come easy to me. You okay, Brother Terry? We... <laughs> But being being committed, that that seems to be the biggest problem that we see here at Celebrate Recovery. People make adjustments, sure, but they do not stay committed to the adjustments that they make. Staying committed to something is hard because that commitment, you're not going to be happy making because you made that commitment. It is not going to always make you happy. Uh, that commitment is going to cause you some pain. It it's going to cause you some heartache. It's going to cause you some lost time. But if you stay committed, then, like I said, the joy that, that you get out of that is just tremendous. Sure. And, and we see that with, with people that come in and, hey, we're, we watch a lot of people here. Wouldn't you say? <laughs> we watch a lot of people. And I guess that's the best word for it. Yeah. Uh, and then all of a sudden we say here, if you want to not see somebody the next week, hey, Let's get them baptized. Yeah, that's a joke. Yeah, uh, but but it happens. People that all of a sudden will not stay committed to anything else. That adjustment that they've made in their life. That's right. And One of the toughest ones we ever. But you know, I'm thinking maybe like you. You you was not drug man. You was not court mandated to do anything. You just got tired. Uh, I got tired, but I'm going to tell you one thing. My wife was on my behind. Sure, I understand. Uh, when your wife tells you that, hey, I'm tired of begging you, I'm just going to pray for you. It's time to open up your eyes then because uh, something's fixing to happen. Right, right. So where have you at in life? If you you go into court, they're putting you through drug court, or you got a son or a daughter, grandson, niece, nephew, brother, somebody, and you need some, you're looking for some help. We'll That's try right. to help. We're just telling you exactly what we're going to tell them. you got to make some exactly. adjustments. You gotta make some adjustments, and those adjustments are gonna be hard. We're not gonna like we said a minute ago. This is hard. That's hard. Choose your hard. Uh, having high blood pressure and diabetes is hard. Not eating sugar and exercise is hard. You gotta choose your hard. You know. So what's what we tell people? You you can keep living your life. It's just it don't. It's not gonna get better. God wants to make it better. And that's the that's tool right. that Brother Bill. Thirty two years ago, I will say from a life of being a dope head and running from the police and all that other stuff. But I didn't have anywhere else to turn. And I went to church one night, and the preacher preached. saw him yesterday, and uh, I got born again. I didn't get religion. I didn't get a set of rules. I got saved. And I began a wonderful relationship with Jesus Christ. But he gave right. me the strength I needed. And we, we, we didn't talk about all this back then, but I knew I had to stop doing some stuff. I knew if I was going to stay with this, I need to make some adjustments, and I made some radical adjustments, and I made them quickly because there was something different with me. God had made me new. I quit running around with everybody. That's it, the main thing. But it was radical benefits right out the gate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no more No more was my grandmother worried about where I was at. Exactly. Um, I was at church all day on Sunday, and I went soul winning on every Saturday, trying to get other people saved. So you're right. It was a life switch, but scripturally it was a brand new life given to me by the Lord Jesus. That's the key. If the only thing you get is your loved one off drugs and get them living a productive society, a member of society, congratulations. But there's something bigger going on because there's a heaven and there's a hell 
and there's a God that loves people. And the main thing is, if somebody gets born again, wouldn't you say, Bill, out of all the people you've dealt with in 10 years? Without a doubt, we see that so many times where people go on to live, I would call, good lives. Sure. Uh, Pastor and I talk about this a lot. Uh, when when you try to measure success of a ministry, of, well, what did what did it do? But we fall short so many times because yeah. uh, what happens is, um, and yes, they will lead a good a good life compared to compared to when they were in addiction, when they were going to jail, when their kids were in defects, when they had no food in there. Uh, now all of a sudden, they've got all these other things. They've made these adjustments in their life to get to where they're at, but they stop. They plateau out. out well, not even a plateau. They just stop. Yeah, sure. And the the biggest thing that you could ever do is turn your life over to Christ. Uh, the life that you can live, the, the life, the purpose that you have in your life, the joy, the peace that you have in your life is way up above than just quitting drugs. Right. And Brother Bill and I both have looked back. People have come in because they were scared of the consequences, got off drugs, went through, went through all of drug court, did wonderful, got out of drug court, went back, same old thing. Because they were committed they were not committed. No, no, no. They were committed to get through drug court. They had to. Oh, but when the drug oh, court got up, well, let point. me finish. When they <laughs> got point. out, when good they point. got out, going to be committed to that microphone. I thought he was going to say something wrong. <laughs> but <laughs> me. of course, I'm liable to. But when they get out of the drug court, they weren't committed to God. They weren't committed to sobriety. And just because you get through drug court, don't mean it's going. You still got to battle every day. Uh, a, a lot of people will, will choose where their commitment stops at. I'm going to adjust my life till she gets off my back. That's right. I'm going to adjust my life till the state gets off my back. And when when I only do it that way, I'm setting myself up for failure because the day's going to come right. when hey, she's off my back finally. That's right. And guess what I'm going to do? Hit the pipe. Hit the pipe. That's what I'm going to do. But if I'm committed and if I continue to stay committed to the things I was committed to in the beginning, which is my sobriety, and then as with my sobriety, as my, my brain clears up and I start moving ahead and then also I can think clearly, then I turn my life over to Christ and I stay committed to that. I tell you what, we have seen some people through here that have made a difference in this county. Yep, yep. We, we've seen people in this area who have made a difference in the state because they stayed committed to what they were committed to to begin with. Right. And, and it's a huge deal, this lack of commitment, Tom. Well, you want to close us out? Anything you want to say? No, I'm out of words now. <laughs> it's Pastor Greg's brother Bill on behalf of Terry Smith. Thank you for stopping by. Should you need us for anything, don't hesitate to call us. Reach out to Facebook. I know you got something to say. Uh, please do. Uh, hey, if you're out there and, and you're struggling, please, please uh, do not be so full of pride. Sure. Because I've been there where you didn't even want to call somebody. Hey, I have went to the Waffle House, and not just me, uh, other members here at the Celebrate Recovery. Uh, we've been to Waffle Houses. We, we've been to people's homes. We've met here at the church, and we will talk to you because, hey, we've been in that boat. We know how it feels. The first step, the first step is reaching out to somebody and asking for help. So please, if you're there, make that small adjustment in your life and pick up the phone or text somebody and then follow through with it and meet us somewhere. Amen. And we'll be glad to talk with sure you. Sure will. We sure do love you. Reach out to us. It's First Baptist Church of Hugginville. Celebrate recovery. Four mics, 13th, 8th, one anchor mile. I'm Pastor Greg. God bless you.
Bill Let Dollar. us know. Bill Dollar and Brother Terry Smith. God bless you. All right. Thank you.